All right. Hey, hello, everybody. This is Robert Yerby, and this is one interesting thing about insurance. I am an insurance professional, been in the insurance business uh, going on 24 years. Uh, by the way, nobody cares. Nobody's <laughs> impressed with that. Uh, I don't really want to talk about insurance. Uh, good thing. Good thing. I have with me today, Ashley. Hey. There we go. Yeah, speak right into the microphone. Good. Ashley is my daughter-in-law. She is married to my son, Jake, and she joins me today. She is eager to hear a story that I have to share. I've told her nothing about the topic of the story, which I, I think has made you a little anxious. It has, yeah. Yeah, okay. Definitely. It's, um, I think I might have told you like the title that I use for this story. But was it something like a butter chick or something? There was something with a chick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was judging pretty hard from the title. I could tell in your text message yeah. you were. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> okay. So this, this story, uh, we're going to go back decades. Okay. okay? And I, I feel like it's important um, that you understand I was, well, I was Jake's age when this story takes place. I was 25. Okay. Okay. And I'm not going to spare you um, any of the gory details. Um, I'm going to start from what I what I feel like is the beginning. Let's let's see. Um, I had just gotten divorced. Okay. Okay. And wasn't very happy. Um, you know that's that's tough. That's tough on anybody, right? Okay. Absolutely. I had uh, two little boys. You know to take care of and uh, that's that's tough on anybody and not loved those kids but gosh darn it it's kind of it kind of wears on you anyway mm-hmm. so my friends thought hey wouldn't it be a great idea to get rob out of the house okay he's got to have something fun to do let's let's show him a good time so my friends decided that i need to go to a strip club Mm, as all friends do. Yeah. yeah. That seems to be a, a thing that guys do with their other 20-something guy friends. And I don't I don't exactly know where they get this idea, but that's what they wanted to do with me. Okay. And I believe at the time I, I had not been to a strip club before. Okay. So I was maybe a little apprehensive about this. Make matters worse, they took me on a weekday afternoon Ooh. to uh, the Heavenly Bodies by O'Hare Airport. And no idea if that place is still open. By the way, we're not sponsored by Heavenly Bodies. And we, we go there, and wouldn't you know it, we walk in the door. The coat check girl at the club is my high school girlfriend. Ooh, okay. Okay? Tough start. Like, I mean, it's 8 million people in the metro area. Yeah. Okay? We walk into this club that I'm, I'm apprehensive about going to be, get to begin with. High school girlfriends there. Okay. I'm like, oh man, so embarrassed. And she greets me, and uh, I mean, like, uh, we were on good terms, and I'm like, whatever. But like, I, I didn't talk to her regularly, and um, she's happy to see me, or so it seems. And we strike up a conversation, okay, which is now very uncomfortable. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I decided it was a good idea to give her my business card. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, what else would you do? I, I don't. Yeah. You didn't have Snapchat back then to exchange, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
Just well, business cards. Fast forward. That's the end of that's that part of the story. But fast okay. forward like three weeks, I go into work. I, I was working at American General in out in the suburbs in Chicago, and I, I check my voicemail on Monday morning. Okay. There's a message time stamped middle of the night on Saturday, and it's this drunk girl that I don't recognize the voice. Okay. And she's like, hey, this is so-and-so. Um, I'm not going to make up a name for her, but like, we'll skip over that part. Okay. This is so-and-so, and hey, so Amy told me she ran into you, and you you are, are out on the East Coast for business, and you should come on out to Boston where I live, and we'll have a Boston tea party. Woo! Like that. Boston Tea Party. Yeah. She knows her history. Gotta respect it. Yeah. Oh, and I just realized she was an English teacher. Just like Am you. Am I going to get dragged in this podcast <laughs> somehow? Okay. Just like you. Awesome. <laughs> no, but you'll be able to offer some input when I get to this point in the story. Yeah. That okay. just occurred to me. You're, you're a great one to have on for this particular story. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, yeah recently divorced i got no game and i'm just like hey here's somebody that actually wants to talk to me so i yeah. guess i'll call her back Makes sense. Uh, even though she sounds like a lunatic she sounds in this really voice. desperate yeah yeah so i call her back and of course this this is taking place in an era where like you paid for long distance mm-hmm. you know it was expensive to call somebody that that lived in boston from chicago yeah. you, you, we had cell phones but like you, you bought you know, like a hundred minutes a month or something like you didn't just talk on it. And, uh, you definitely didn't exchange pictures and you didn't text and it wasn't like that. Well, I get to talking to her and like, we're having good conversations and, and whatever. I seem to recall she mailed me a picture, you know, like in the mail Interesting. in an envelope with a stamp on it. Yeah. And maybe I did the same. I don't know. But based on this minimal information, I decided it was a great idea to fly out to Boston and meet her. Who wouldn't? Absolutely. Well, I'm a romantic. Yeah. You got a drunk girl on the East Coast mailing you pictures. Yeah. You have to fly <laughs> all the way to Boston. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that you put that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I, I did. Then um, there was a little bit of back and forth after that because that weekend went, you know, reasonably well. And, um, now we're, we're, we're talking on a, a fairly regular basis. We're getting closer to each other. And I remember November came around that year. And she called to say she lost her job as an English teacher. Okay. She was fired. Got it. In November. Yeah, that's tough. All right, I'm, tr- I'm trying to read your face. Does, doesn't that seem odd that she... Yeah, that doesn't happen unless you're like really bad because layoffs would be earlier or later than that. You'd think, right? Yeah. So I, I didn't really question this at the time. <laughs> but okay. I But I did think to myself, well, you're probably going to struggle to get a new job in November. Not until at least the end of the semester, yeah. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, why don't you come crash at my place save some money until you know you find a new job so the podcast format here is leaving out the cringe on my face because that's such a bad idea yeah oh i know now i know now just wanted to make sure the the audience knew you were getting a big cringe (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah 
yeah, everybody listening probably fe- like realizes that, and and I I just want everybody to know. I also know that it's a bad <laughs> good, idea. Good, good. Yeah, this is definitely not heading to where like, hey, happily ever after. Yes, no. I figured. Okay. So um, anyway, and there's there's more to the story, but um, for the sake of maybe brevity, we'll we'll skip past a bunch of stuff. But sounds good. She packs up her ratty little Honda Civic and she. She moves from Massachusetts to Illinois and moves in with me and my two sons. Okay. Moving quickly. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I would say like within eight weeks of me <laughs> making that proposition, she had moved in. Okay. Okay. So it was right after the holidays. And I would say in a matter of days after she moved in, I realized, like everybody else listening here, yeah. I had made a horrible mistake. Yeah. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. And... I just want to give you a flavor for like what life was like. It felt like every night that I would come home from work, we would have some stupid argument. Okay. And I mean stupid. I mean like the things we would fight about were stupid, and mm-hmm. the way we would fight about them, okay, were pretty stupid. Yeah. And one example, I came home from work one day, and uh, she's making dinner, and ain't that sweet, right? Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And I'm talking to her. As I'm talking, I see there's butter on the counter. Okay. And so I pick up the butter. I said, are, are, are you using this? She said, no. So I put it in the refrigerator. Makes sense. And she, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. She, she said, don't do that. I was like, oh, what? I thought you said you, you weren't using that. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm not. But I want it to be soft when I need it. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. uh, okay, well... Are we going to use it with dinner? She's like, no. And th- mm-hmm. by the way, that's how she answered, too. It's just, no. Yeah, because obviously you're stupid and <laughs> you just don't understand. Yeah. Okay, so then, well, like, well, do you know when you're going to use it? Mm-hmm. She said, no. I was like, I mean, can you guess? Like, is it going to be, like, with breakfast? Is it going to be on Wednesday? You know, June? What What yeah. do you think? And, and I... I I don't exactly remember the way I said it, but I probably did say something like that. And so, I mean, she, you know, kind of snaps at me. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just want the butter out. When I want it, I want it to be soft. This is how it's going to be. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm looking at the container. It says keep refrigerated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, neither one of us is a dairy farmer or a scientist. Well, how about we just go with what's on the package so that's where i just buy her her own butter and she can get sick and you are still just living your best life you know well what am i made of butter tubs i just (laughs) that's like two dollars right there let her learn a lesson a hard way okay okay well back to your story back to your true no 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 that's fair because when you see where this is going yeah buying a tub of butter would have been cheaper okay (laughs) but that that's that's the quality of arguments that we were having yeah no kidding got it okay I don't remember every one of them, but they were all about that stupid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, also important to the story, mm-hmm. I had suggested to her that she accompany me to Honolulu, <laughs> where I was going to be working a banking conference in March. Okay. And because she wasn't working, you know, she doesn't have to take time off of work. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, hotel's going to be paid for a lot of the functions you know there was food she wouldn't have to pay for that mm-hmm. yeah seemed like a great idea until i realized that 
you know, just crazy. And yeah, I just, it's not I, going well. I, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was just not going well at all. Okay. So we're having one dumb fight after another. And it's, it's the night before we're supposed to go to Honolulu. Okay. And in my head, I was like, I can't possibly go to Honolulu with her. Oh, no. But I also <clears throat> maybe didn't have the maturity level to say, hey, you really shouldn't go to Hawaii with me. I was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I maybe hoping and praying things would just be better when we were there. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. But it's the night before. And I come home. And again, she's making dinner. Ain't that sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely appreciate it. Okay. We're sitting down and eating. And she, she asked me, hey, how do you like dinner? Oh, no. I know. I know. I, don't, I know now. I know now. <clears throat> she didn't actually want to know what I thought of dinner. Yeah. No, she just wanted a compliment yeah. for having made dinner. Okay. I totally get it now. <clears throat> and she had made uh, uh, something with scallops and the, maybe, maybe pasta and some sauce or whatever. Okay. <clears throat> so what do you think of dinner? And then I said, well, I don't know. I, uh, something about the, the texture of these scallops. Like, I don't think I had had scallops before. It's like the, the texture, uh, something isn't quite right. I don't think I like that so much. Okay. I don't think they have a lot of flavor. And she just loses her mind on me. I can imagine. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, you know, I had to go to three different places to get this. I've been planning to make this. And you can't just get scallops at Dominic's and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, I mean, I'm listening to, listening to the start of this and I realize, oh, gosh, it's, it's, it's now or never. Yeah. And I was like, hey, listen. I see where this is going. Let me tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. The limo's going to come and pick me up, and I'm going to go to O'Hare. I'm going to fly to Hawaii, and you're not. Ooh. Okay? Instead, you're going to pack up your crap, put it back into that ratty little Honda Civic, and you're going to drive off. And I, I don't really care where you go, but I just I don't want you here when I get back. Good to know that you let her down easy and gently. Yeah. 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 I know. So your apartment was burned down when you got back from Honolulu, correct? Oh, gosh. I, uh, I see that coming. <laughs> almost. Okay. Not quite. Yeah. No, I, I came back and I, I had been in Honolulu for a week. Okay. I had a wonderful time. That's good. Yeah. Open up the apartment door. Place is trashed. Yeah. Yeah. You saw yeah, that coming. Yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only 25-year-old Rob had seen that coming. <laughs> And, and when I say trashed, like, I wish I had taken pictures and, and kept them because, I mean, it was next level, like, destroyed. Yeah. So she swept all the dishes out of the, the cupboard and just smashed them on the kitchen oh, floor. No. The roof, the, well, the fridge was open, all right? All the food spoiled, you know, butter's on the counter. Um, the, the TV was turned over. That was smashed. And oh, man. The, the really crazy thing, the mattresses. She had slashed the mattresses <laughs> with the the Cutco knives that I had. Yeah. And she left the knives in the mattress. Oh. Yeah. Nice touch. Crazy. 
So anyway, uh, so I called the Lake County Sheriff and I send a deputy over. And this guy, you know, he looks around. <clears throat> oh, no, no, wait, I forgot. I forgot something. So she also stole some money. Ooh. I had left an ATM card in a cash box. And I don't know if you'd remember this, but they used to mail you a pin, a pin number in the mail. Possibly. Well, I, I had that little printout in the cash box right next to the card. Yeah. So she took that. Yeah. Financed her way uh, <laughs> to her parents' place in Vermont. Okay. And then she had mailed me a letter a page and a half just telling me what a jerk I was what an yeah. idiot I was and she had sent the ATM card back <laughs> which oh that's nice she's got style you gotta give her that she she went out with dramatic flair <laughs> okay you were not gonna forget her look you're still talking about her how many years later I respect it fair point yeah fair point well so the, yeah the deputy comes over and he looks looks at the apartment he's looking at this confession letter <laughs> And he's like, all right, well, yep, we got felony theft, felony destruction of property. And I I feel like there was a third felony there, but I forget what it was. Okay. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's go get her, you know? All right, felony, that sounds serious. I'm imagining, you know, helicopters over her mom's house, and we we (laughs) rappel down and smash through the kitchen window. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. No, 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 we're not doing any of that. Nobody's going to Vermont. And I'm like, What? What? Are you, she's a felon. Like, what? You just cross state lines. Like, what is this? Duke's a hazard. You just, you know, cross the bridge into the next county, and you know, they're just like, oh well, you burn Duke boys, and like that's it. Like, did, you're just you get off. That's it. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't. No. And yeah, the deputy was just kind of like, you know what? Listen, kid. And I'm paraphrasing now. Yeah. He's like, Listen, you told me what happened. You left your girlfriend here, yeah. all your stuff, after you broke up with her. You didn't come back for a week. Yeah. You chalked that up as a learning experience. <laughs> yep. And let's all move on. <laughs> I got to second that. I, I agree. Well, I was disappointed. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> I was disappointed, okay? The, the money she stole, you know what? I, I didn't have a lot of extra money. And, uh, yeah, it's it, that was a tough loss to stomach. Well... I had renter's insurance. <laughs> I, I'd just been figuring out where we were going with this. I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Tell me the joys of having renter's insurance. Uh, I don't, it's not going to be such a great ending. Oh, okay. You're mind. not going to be happy with it. Hmm. Uh, I, I get a you know claims examiner or you know a claims representative. Probably is a better better way to put it. Um, I was with a big name company, by the way. I probably okay. won't throw them under the bus. Good call. But big name company, I get a claims rep on the phone, and I explain to this rep everything that happened. Mm-hmm. All right, it's fresh in my head. I'm still passionate about it. I give him every little detail. All right, she left the butter on the counter. <laughs> I mean, told him everything. And at the end of that, the claims rep said, "Well, you know what? Unfortunately, this loss is not going to be covered. Mm. There's a provision in the renter's insurance policy for stupidity." No, I'll let you finish your story, sorry. No, no, no. The standard form for renter's insurance doesn't have a stupidity clause. Uh, It does have a provision uh, um, of what we call no benefit to bailee. Okay. And most people don't know what a bailment is, but a a bailment is where the owner of a piece of property transfers possession of that property to another party. 
Okay. Temporarily and for a specific purpose. Well, the insurance will not pay a claim to let a bailee off the hook. The bailee is the person who receives the property temporarily. Okay. If they do something with that property to destroy it, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, the insurance company rather, we're not going to make a claim payment on that policy to benefit that bailee and let them off the hook for something they are truly liable for. So they were reading into that that like you handed your property over to her for that week? That's how they read that? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yep. I yeah. feel like you'd have to have some evidence, like a signed lease, no? Nope, I had just told them, hey, I invited this person into my home. She was living there. I, I left her with all my stuff. And nope, they said... No, we're not gonna we're not gonna pay that because of the no benefit to Bailey clause. Oof. Okay. Now I, I've since, to, well, I've told this story many many times to a lot of different insurance professionals. I've had many people tell me, "Hey, my company would have made that payment. They would have paid that claim. Got it. Uh, they would have found a way mm-hmm. to pay that." And it sounds like this company was trying to find a way to not pay it. Makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. And and me at. 25 years old and really at that point I I was not a property and casualty insurance professional I had no experience you know in that realm had really no expertise you know to argue with them about it mm-hmm. and I just I let it go I was very disappointed but I let it go well there is a little twist here at the end okay I mentioned she's a teacher right yeah okay so a few months later in june i get a phone call from her oh boy lord she's (laughs) lovey-dovey yeah she's very sorry and Mm. she might even have said that she missed me i wasn't having any of that because she failed a background check exactly yeah she got a job offer they did a background (laughs) check and they came up with three felonies in illinois and She's like, hey, so you think maybe you could drop these charges? And I was like, no. No, I don't. No. I was like, you owe me, you know, X number of dollars. She's like, I don't have that kind of money. I was like, well, yeah. Shouldn't have trashed my apartment and stolen my money. Tough break, baby doll. (laughs) And uh, I would say it was a few weeks later, her dad sent me a check. For maybe not the full amount that I wanted, but I, w- I was happy to get it and mm-hmm. whatever. I dropped the charges. Interesting. Which seemed like the right thing to do. Like, cause I, I never wanted like coming back to me for anything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm also just thinking about her coworkers and students and future relationships. You know, it seems like maybe could have referred her for some supports or something. I don't know. You think? Yeah, I, it just seems like she's making some irrational decisions, and maybe people need a warning about that. <laughs> you erased the warning. <laughs> we have background checks for a good reason. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how all that works. I just know I I got what I needed. That's I felt, good. I felt better about that. Yeah. All right, and lesson learned. Right. Good. Good. But yeah, anytime. You uh, 
you give somebody your property. They're the Bailey. Is, is that what it's called? Bailey? Yeah. They would be the Bailey. Okay. If you're So like if it's, uh, you're going to go put tires on your car. Yeah. You're giving your car to that garage temporarily okay. for the very specific purpose of putting the tires on it. Okay. They, they can't do anything else with your car other than what you gave it uh, for. Got it. So they can't go joy riding. They yeah. can't be delivering pizzas with it. Yeah. You can't be Ferris Bueller's day off, you know, taking the convertible out. So the next time you ask to stay with us when you're in town, I should really question your motives in case you're planning on trashing our place. I'm not sure we'll, that applies here. <laughs> it's just a long-term stay, not a short-term stay. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> I feel like this is a warning story. It's a warning story, but not about me. Okay. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. That's what she probably said. That's probably what she yeah, said. Yeah, that's probably... They all say that. All right. So, <laughs> yes. There's the caveat for all the listeners out there. That's a good warning. I, I've never heard of that before, so... And I feel like, especially with young people in their 20s and stuff, like, letting a friend crash with you for a while is pretty common. So, it's good to, good to know. Well... Is, is that what you got out of this? I think you should still let your friends like crash with you. Somebody who's just like, like not a, a random girl you don't know and that drunk calls you. Yeah, no, that yeah. that's definitely the first lesson I would say. Like you don't invite somebody you don't really know that well to come live with you and your sons. <laughs> right. Hopefully, not too many of us needed that warning lesson, but yes. <laughs> but I did at the time. You did, yeah. So maybe others do. Uh, also, don't break up with your significant other and then leave them with all of your stuff for a week i feel like this is becoming more of like a common sense podcast than an insurance podcast oh. but my sympathy is to oh, 25 year old we do Rob. insurance we do relationship counseling we do all <laughs> sorts of things okay. on this podcast yeah but I, I don't want it to be like hey don't don't have people over but don't have people over and leave if you don't fully trust them yeah well which again. I'm not sure if it's a bailment if like you just had people over and like you stepped away for a second. Like you didn't give them possession of all your stuff. It's just like they were a guest and they happen to be there. I think that's a different thing. I, I feel like I know multiple friends though, um, around my age who for whatever reason have had a significant other that they haven't known for that long, or a friend, you know, like a colleague on their couch or in their spare bedroom for weeks at a time, if not longer. Like I know multiple individuals who've been in that situation and I bet that's not something they ever would have considered. No, so. you're just trying to make me feel better. I no, that. I mean, I judged all their decisions also, oh. but theirs didn't turn out as terribly as yours, but it could have. So, yeah, it's good to have the warning out there <laughs> for all the other foolish Rob's and otherwise. Okay. How about we leave it at that? Okay. All right. If you like that story, uh, that one and more mm-hmm. are featured in our insurance continuing education classes. You can find those at bmfce.com. If you liked this, uh, subscribe, like it, tell your friends, all that stuff, and uh, check back for another episode coming up soon. Thanks.